So like, for example, I, I trained myself about two, three years how to lose. I get happy, for example, I lose my Apple Watch. I lose my uh, friend. I lose that and that. So I say, okay, this is the normal uh, pace or normal flow of the life. I can't just resist to the life because the, the nature or the life flows as it is. I can't just question the weather and say, don't rain today. <laughs> I mean, you can't say that. That's why I would say one should be ready to train itself into the uncomfortableness and into the a kind of um, long journey because it's a long journey. Like, for example, radical acceptance took for me about two years. Wow. Losing the things, I mean, uh, to learn how to lose, it took another maybe one year or so. So you need to all the time train yourself because it's not easy. It's rooted. When you're born, they teach you how to collect the things, how to build up, say, um, financial wealth or how to build up, say, material wealth, etc., etc. But at the end, you, you just need to live your life and feel good. So like, for example, when I realized I need to say, um, prioritize my wellness. So I started to sell my, um, say, uh, real estates because each of them are uh, creating problem for me. You know, I need to take care of them. I need to maintain. I need to handle the, ten, say, tenants. I need to do this and that. So why should I worry about this? Welcome to Dream Again Podcast. I'm your host, Krina, and I'm a seeker, entrepreneur, and a clear example that all your dreams can become true. I have conversations with amazing guests weekly to inspire you to live your most beautiful, healthy, and joyful life. And now, let's get to my conversation for today. Today, I will tell you a little story, which is very much connected with a special guest that um, I will have today on my podcast. This fall, after a crazy time, I decided to take one week for myself, just to be in a place not too far from home, but to eat healthy and to just connect with myself. I decided to follow some advice from some friends of mine that they've been going all the time to this boardroom detox place. So here I am, in boardroom, where at the beginning I just wanted to eat healthy, but... I decided to continue doing actually water fasting. I started with three days and I loved it so much that I continue until five days. This was really like a life changing for me. I really loved that place and it was very different than others that I tried before. I could really feel the love of people and you really feel like you are in a family as I'm super curious to know the story behind that place. I start to dig and start to read more about who is behind this beautiful story? Well, behind this beautiful story, it's Efsin Pamuk Suzer, the founder of Lifeco, who she, he decided to quit his successful career and embark into a wellness journey. So today, I have the privilege of welcoming Efsin to the podcast. He will share his life-changing experience that led him to retire from the successful business career and embark on a wellness journey. Then he will dive into the entrepreneurial mindset, 
stressing the importance of mindfulness and adaptability. Ersin will also provide us valuable insights into weight management, healthy living, including intermittent fasting, and incorporating superfoods, and the holistic approach to well-being. In my conversation with Ersin, he will shade light on the importance of taking a holistic approach to optimize every aspect of your life. He will emphasize that personal growth and well-being are in our hands and encouraging us to approach life with gratitude and finding joy in each day. So, stay tuned as we are exploring Ersin's remarkable journey and gather meaningful takeaways to inspire you for your own personal growth and fulfillment. Ersin, welcome to Dream Again. Hello, Krina. Thank you very much for hosting me. It's an honor having you here. As we begin a fresh new year, let's start with something a bit different. Could you share with us a moment or experience that completely changed your perspective or approach to life? Something that perhaps our listeners wouldn't expect from a successful entrepreneur like yourself. I'm challenging you. <laughs> I would uh, do that. It was uh, 2002. I was 46 years old and I was a successful business person and um, just decided to retire myself from the job I was into because it was too much, um, say, uh, routine and to have a success, it didn't mean too much. So that's why I retired from that job and had an experience. We call it um, master cleanse. So it was before I opened the LifeCo, I grounded LifeCo. So it was in Thailand, Koh Samui. I went there without knowing anything, what's a master detox, what's a cleansing, etc. And um, after a few days, um, I, I uh, tried to understand uh, what's happening over here because that was first time I, I learning. I tried to live without food. So it was only liquid and cleansing uh, program. And anyhow, the people are over there just shocked me. They said, okay, uh, Ersin, you are handicapped. And I, I was a normal person and I was um, really fit, etc. all kind of uh, business bullshit. So what happened? So uh, they just convinced me that I'm handicapped because I can't reach the floor. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't breathe properly. I can't eat properly. So that ended up with, um, so we negotiated. Yes, I am handicapped, but I don't need a wheelchair. So that was <laughs> an eye opener. And then there was a lady over there. She was a guest also like me. And she just recommended um, uh, a kind of journey to me. A journey was um, how to learn to how to live. So she made a list of places to visit and um, the courses, etc., to learn how to live good. So that was uh, quite interesting. So I spent two years every month, about 10 days, in different type of places with different type of um, mission, like how to chew. So I went for three days chewing course, 21 days breathing, and uh, 10 days how to walk, silent sitting, 
So I did all kind of uh, programs besides eating, moving, etc., etc. And then I realized after two years, they were right. You know, 99% of the people don't know how to live. They are just uh, one way or other abused by the commercial system. Uh, and then um, they are more or less, um, yeah, they are taken here and there. So it ended up with um, full conversion from me being a standard businessman into a kind of conscious, health um, uh, conscious, health interested business person. And uh, as a result of that, I opened the Life Co. And uh, since last 20 years, I'm trying to live a life which is worth of living with a kind of uh, quite caring about, I mean, it's all about balance between the the mind and the body and the spirit. And the balance is, um, you know, affected mainly because body doesn't change so much. That's same, same. The only thing is changing every moment, every year, every whatever it is, it's the mind. So that's why I um, thought that, okay, we start this journey with the body, but it will end up with mind because that's the most difficult, that's the most, say, powerful uh, correction point. That was uh, my, um, I mean, break point at the age of 46, having a kind of um, unknown holiday, ending up to a kind of um, uh, wellness journey. And it ended up with a business where uh, we have been hosted about 60,000 people trying, we tried to reach their life and try to give them a kind of um, opening how they can improve their way of, um, say, uh, being in this in this life or in this world. So I can give uh, this as a kind of breakthrough moment when it comes to wellness. You go very fast through so many points in the life. Um, and uh, I could really add more, many more besides the 60,000 people. There are so many celebrities from Kate Moss to actually even I personally, when I went there, I saw a, a British royal family, part of it and so on. But before we move there, you just, uh, I, yes. everything sounds so easy. You are a, a successful entrepreneur. Can you tell us more about the beginning? Let's start with the beginning. Your whole life, I mean, obviously it will not be enough in one hour to really add all your life experience. I try to condense it as, as much as possible, but I would love to learn more from your experience as an entrepreneur, as your experience in Ericsson. I would start with the entrepreneurship in the business first, and then we move okay. into the wellness part, because I think it's very okay. interesting as many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and they have their own business in a totally different area and their life change could be in a different area in different industry. Anyhow, entrepreneurship is uh, more or less, um, uh, I mean, entrepreneur means somebody who is uh, willing and um, daring to have a journey uh, into the unknown. So you start with an idea and uh, you don't have the, uh, former experience of that journey. That journey is totally new for you. And then you just um, uh, optimize moment by moment to a kind of winning business model. So winning uh, success story. 
So that's why entrepreneurship requires a lot of, um, uh, say, uh, a lot of uh, skills, a lot of, um, say, uh, personal characteristics, all uh, mindset, where you are open to the change, where you are very flexible in your mind, and you are very, say, more or less uh, optimizing every moment in your life, and you should be ready to lose, and you should be ready to move fast. So all this entrepreneurship is, um, I mean, uh, it's not a big um, uh, crowd type of um, community. It is, even we are too many of us, but still uh, we are maybe one or two percent of the world who could qualify themselves to entrepreneurs. Because a lot of people, because of the way that this world is organized, they are looking for safe heaven. Entrepreneurs are more or less bored of safe heaven. So they want to have challenging, uh, say, atmosphere, challenging environment, challenging business environment, operational environment. So they get a kind of satisfaction when they do that. So as I mentioned, entrepreneurship more or less based on optimization, optimization of the, say, uh, data from this moment. So in order to optimize, in order to get the best results of the moment you are in in your entrepreneurship journey, you need to uh, be mindful. So I would say, you know, it's a, a must. Any entrepreneur who is going to be successful need to learn um, how to be mindful, how to have a beginner's mind, how to be open mind, etc., so that's why entrepreneurship starts with a long journey, optimizing every moment, taking the right decision, even when you take wrong decision. So you take another decision, you take another decision until you find out what's the winning formula. And in order to do this, in order to get rid of your filters and the filters around um, yourself, people trying to, say, tell you why you can't be successful, why these roads are blocked, etc. So you need to be un- mindful to realize that the, whatever they are telling you is a kind of risk mapping, but at the same time, opportunity mapping is there also. So an entrepreneur should be definitely open to any kind of input any kind of information from the surrounding, but um, not by them directly, to be optimizing in their way to go to the success side of the story. In order to do that, you need to be really uh, mindful, beginner's mind, don't have um, fixed mindset, say, rather uh, embrace everything which even could be something painful for you. Entrepreneurship, more or less, being ready to experience the pain for a while when it's needed to reach where you want to reach. You mentioned about being mindful. 
And I know that we hear all the time, being mindful, it's kind of a trendy word. And it's interesting, even the meaning, mindful, which is actually, the meaning is exactly the opposite. What you would advise for someone who is at the beginning of their journey in order to really learn the whole mindfulness? I know it's a big, it's a big topic and probably will not have a, a day enough to really talk about it. But like, if you can just give us some advice for someone who is at the beginning of this mindful journey. You know, first of all, we should go to the basics. Basic is everyone gets born mindful, meditative. So which means uh, when you take a child, the brain is empty. There are no triggers. So the child is in the moment. So they always live in the moment. When we equip them with the knowledge or culture or whatever it is, so what we are doing, we are invading their mind and we are in, implanting triggers. So we just drive them out of mindfulness into the, say, um, some kind of revolving door or um, just flying here. Then there, a kind of, uh, uh, say, free moving uh, leaf or, you know, we, we that's a kind of... Uh, being mindful, be uh, into the uh, kind of state where your mind is invaded. So going back, what we talk about being mindful again, it's going back to your original um, uh, factory settings. That's not easy. That's not easy because uh, uh, we are all, um, you know, we are all stuffed with different things where we just... Uh, uh, our attention is um, taken here and there and the triggers over there. So that's why I, I uh, started with a kind of uh, meditation journey. And the meditation journey is very simple. I mean, I, I would say the best, easiest way uh, of meditating is just follow your uh, breath. Uh, following the, your breathing, uh, it, it also helps your um, overall health, not only mindfulness, not only meditation. It helps you to regulate your emo emotions, etc. But the real point for myself, uh, at least when I realized this, mindfulness is a basic for a good life, for an optimized life, etc. So what um, I, I thought, okay, it's not enough. I do 20 minutes meditation here and there or 10 seconds here and there. So it's just a good break. But I need to be meditative. I need to be mindful all the time. So 7.24. So in this way, you know, that um, I, I trained myself uh, in this way, mindfulness touches into the relations, into the business, into the observing the world, into the understanding what's happening around yourself, etc., in a more clear way than a lot um, filtered or uh, uh, cloaked or blocked way. So that's why I would say when you say mindfulness, I say, okay, back to the origin and you need to learn being in the moment. You need to be aware about the, all the triggers or the, like I say to the people, look, think about yourself like a 300 pages book. So the first three, five pages are your genetics and your, um, say, uh, physical conditioning from the birth. 
and the remaining 290 pages or whatever number of pages are just your father and mother and your family, neighborhood, your culture, your religion, your social um, uh, journey, your schooling. And at the end, uh, when you come to the 11 years old, so zero to 11, they build a person around you. And then you suddenly say, this is me, but it's 95% of it. It's not you, it's others. So you should be, when you are mindful, when you are meditative, when you are looking to the life, you should be aware, okay, I'm stuffed with a lot of uh, material, routine, information, etc. to survive in this world. But those are uh, not um, written in the stone. You know, those are the things which are um, quite, um, say, questionable because I didn't um, make a kind of... Uh, proof checking when they stuffed me. I mean, when people tells you, this is, don't do that, don't do, do like this, don't do like that, etc. So you are not able to, at the age of two years old, you know, they use other means. Okay, you will um, look to the TV if you do like that. Otherwise, we will block that or you will have your whatever candy or wow, it goes on all the time. People try to condition yourself for their um, belief system or for their convenience. It could be, you know, those are human things. So you need to be aware about it, uh, being a 30-year-old entrepreneur, being a woman, being a uh, whatever man, etc. So it all ends up with you need to be aware you are different than yourself. Because yourself is something some, some other people build up. But the one you are going to build up needs to be rewrite, delete and rewrite bigger part of the yourself. That's why you need to be mindful. That's why you need to be uh, in the moment. And that's why you need to make a new decision, not based on the old knowledge, that's why you need to be beginner's mind. That's why you need to be open-minded and embrace the change because that's needed for success or a good life, well-lived life. So uh, I would say this is the secret sauce that you should be, okay, mindfulness is originating from somewhere and I'm subject to a lot of other uh, say conditioning, but now when I'm back to myself, then I need to know why I'm conditioned conditioned in this way and how could be best condition for me in this moment, in this situation, in this business situation, in this relation, or whatever it is. It could be anything in your life because everything life is business or not business, entrepreneurship or mothership, it's same, same. You have situations, you are moments, and you are optimizing those moments for your uh, happiness, for other people's happiness. So you need to balance other people's happiness with your happiness. You can't be only happy person. It will not survive long. And you can't make all your life other people happy. You will suffer. You will be burned out. So you need to find the balance between how can you manage your happiness balanced with your um, surrounding 
call team members, family, and you know, social environment, etc. I think that exactly this process, it's at the end, like you mentioned, help us to connect with ourselves. Sometimes I'm just like thinking how, because I feel a lot of people sleeping, like uh, sleepwalkers, you know, that they are like, I want to wake them up. Unfortunately, we wake up with very sad situations in our life. You know, there are moments in our life who they kind of break us in most of the cases who wake up us and realize why I'm running for what? which was uh, my case as well. So hopefully our listeners, they don't have to wait for this moment and they wake up and they connect with themselves. And I think that as soon as you connect with yourself, everything around is different. You connect with the nature, you realize the food that you are eating, if it's good or not, and so on. Yeah, correct. You are very much correct. You know, uh, waking up, it's not that easy because I'm in change. When you wake up, uh, change starts with being aware. And then you need to be uh, surrendered and then execute the change and then keep the, uh, say, new routines or uh, successful uh, new habits of um, your approach. So that's a, a difficult process because it requires a lot of uh, uncomfort. So like you say, people sleep or uh, walk sleepwalking or whatever we can say because that's comfortable so are you are into a state and you are very safe there even it makes pain even it bores you it even it makes you a loser it's a environment you are very comfortable you know what's happening there but when people like me like you well, we say okay we will change the things that means we make a journey into the uncomfortable and that's not easy. So that's why you and me and people like us are um, one way successful. I mean, one way they are um, uh, lucky. So they got the virus of uh, being, um, say, reasonably happy with uh, the uncomfort of uh, waking up. So, uh, but um, a lot of people, you know, they can't, uh, manage this type of uncomfortable uh, transition from one state to other state or um, completing a change really requires a bit of pain, a bit of uh, being open to the new ideas, new way of living. Dealing with the ego, put down the ego. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah ego again, ego is a big problem because, you know, ego, we think that ego is... Uh, something belongs to us and we need to protect it. We need to make it, say, um, uh, as a well-respected image of ourselves. But when you go into the root of ego, as we discussed uh, a moment ago, ego is not you. Ego is what they programmed you into. So that's why, for example, for me, my ego is um, very easily changeable and uh, I let everybody to they uh, do whatever they like with my ego because I know ego is something where um, more or less not helping you on. I mean, of course, you should have some self-confidence. You should have a kind of some um, uh, stable uh, 
positioning of yourself in life, etc. But that should not be a protection. That should not be a not, I mean, no touch type of uh, place. Ego needs to be more or less um, an open area for ourselves to whenever we want to visit it, to rewire it, to rewrite it, to uh, reconsider it. So it should not be considered as a something which you should keep as until you die. But as I, I'm going back and saying the same thing, this is not easy for the listeners, audience. You know, they should be prepared how to handle the ego. Ersin, you decided to leave uh, Ericsson. And you said I was bored, I went an early pension, like everything what you are talking, it sounds very easy. But on the first day, when you are, you woke up in the morning, you don't get your emails anymore from, from your team. You start a new life, you kind of maybe use your identity in a way, I suppose, you know, the titles or everything. How, what you do on that day? Because I understand that wow. it's difficult, but what we do on that day, we wake up in the morning we do some breathing exercise, we do some meditation, and then what? You know, first of all, when I entered into this life without knowing what to do. I mean, when I retired, I didn't know what to do. And a friend of mine just um, given me as a present a kind, a kind of detox in Koh Samui, Thailand. So I, I was into something without knowing what am I heading for. So you were open. Yeah, I was open and I'm uh, always open. You know, I'm open. I'm a kind of optimizer. Like I was got stuck in traffic and uh, what I did, I just went to a friend and said, okay, can I borrow your boat uh, to make a call? <laughs> I mean, that's the because he's not using this one. So it was the most, uh, say, silent place I could go. And uh, it was a nice stop. So you not you need to optimize. You need to be open. You need to be flexible. You you should not have uh, say stone walls. Let's say you should have as much as flexibility on your boundaries. You can move them here and there. So I don't believe you know this is a kind of approach rather than planning. Right. So you should instead of um, sitting down and writing down or reading people uh, what they did, etc., it should you should focus if you are going to do, for example, to make a change from um, uh, say entrepreneurship is could be in your uh, root or in your origin or it could be trained later on. When it's trained, you should be learning how can I. Like, for example, a lot of people come and ask me, how can I train myself to be an entrepreneur? I start, I say, okay, start with being uncomfortable. So, for <laughs> example, you know this Wim Hof, that's uh, ice yes. therapy. Are you doing this? Do you do, you do uh, ice bath? Yeah, yeah, I do. We, we, say, we used to have in our centers cryosauna minus 270 Celsius. Uh, and you stay there three minutes. I used to stay up to eight minutes, etc. So, wow. you know, all this is what is good for me in that type of environment. You teach yourself how to stand out uncomfortable environment, uncomfortable thoughts, etc. And um, when I start like that, 
later on, you learn the techniques for other things. Like, like you said, for example, you were talking about people losing, um, I mean, parking lot or uh, they were losing for how to come into the, uh, say, new new life and how to be confident. So, for example, when I entered without planning, when I um, uh, build up a kind of resilient or resistant uh, to the, uh, say, uh, pain type of life. So then I realized there are two main issues. One is radical acceptance. So you need to accept the word as it is. Which is a tough one. And uh, then the second, to learn and accept losing. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, I, I trained myself about two, three years how to lose. I get happy, for example, I lose my Apple Watch. I lose my uh, friend. I lose that and that. So I say, okay, this is the normal uh, pace or normal flow of the life. I can't just resist to the life because the, the nature or the life flows as it is. I can't just question the weather and say, don't rain today. <laughs> I mean, you can't say that. That's why I would say one should be ready to train itself into the uncomfortableness and into the a kind of um, long journey because it's a long journey. Like, for example, radical acceptance took for me about two years. Wow. Losing the things, I mean, uh, to learn how to lose it took another maybe one year or so. So you need to all the time train yourself because it's not easy. It's rooted. When you're born, they teach you how to collect the things, how to build up, say, um, financial wealth or how to build up, say, material wealth, etc., etc. But at the end, you, you just need to live your life and feel good. So like, for example, when I realized I need to, say, um, prioritize my wellness, so I started to sell my, um, say, uh, real estates because each of them are uh, creating problem for me. You know, I need to take care of them. I need to maintain. I need to handle the, ten, say, tenants. I need to do this and that. So why should I worry about this? You move from the having idea which we have it a lot at the beginning of our, our age. Exactly. So that's very important for us to realize uh, having, having or uh, living with uh, certain standards, which is um, more or less um, kind of uh, uh, fashion rather than a need. So it's a cost for your uh, wellness, happiness, your well-being, so that's why you need to learn, okay, small is beautiful and uh, I need to go back as small as possible to have a lot of space for my um, feeling good. I really want to move a little bit more into the wellness. You said that you you start, you went to Kosamui and I know that many many of my listeners will be very interesting because I know that you lost 18 kilos at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to share with us more of your 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 advice related to obviously we were just talking about all these material things but you know at the end of the day and at the, at the end of the day and the beginning of the year you kind of want to be back in shape and it's so funny when you go to the gym 
in January, you see everyone at the beginning, they are like, okay, new year, new resolution. <laughs> then we forget in February or March about it. But this is to be a second question, how we can stick to it. First question is, how, how did you lose the kilo, your 18 kilos? And what are your, your advice for, for our listeners um, to really have a, a healthy lifestyle related to food and all the pillars that you mention all the time? You know, the, uh, the food side or the losing weight is the easiest because I, I went a kind of uh, program for 10 days. After 10 days, I made a plant-based diet two months and then did another 10 days cleansing program. After two months, I was down to my uh, weight when I was 17 years old at the age of 46 I lost about 18 kilos and I was back to my um, weight uh, of the 17 years age. So losing weight is easy. I mean, if anybody who wants to try uh, an easy way, there is something called intermittent fasting. And if you do plant-based intermittent fasting, like I do that one meal a day nowadays. So intermittent fasting means um, you squeeze the area or the hours of interval where you eat. So I started with uh, squeezing my eating period between 12 noon to the 6 in the afternoon. So six hours of uh, window for eating. The rest was a kind of um, liquid consumption. So that's why, um, you know, that's the easy. Nowadays, I go into the one meal a day. So I eat a social meal every evening around six o'clock with the family uh, or friends, but um, uh, until 12, liquid 12, I start to take some superfoods as a snacking. Superfoods like what? Yeah, I mean, it could be simple things like uh, like raw almonds. It could be seaweed or other type of uh, simple snacking product. I mean, products, which is as... Uh, so you are snacking sometimes? Yeah, between 12 to 6. Okay. So I don't have a seated meal around uh, those 6 hours. Only seated meal I have uh, at the 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. So you wake up in the morning, you normally drink water or tea? Do you, do you exactly. take coffee? Herbal teas, water. Do you have Turkish coffee? No, no Turkish coffee. But <laughs> I, I used to... I stopped drinking coffee quite a long time, but recently I started again one coffee per day in the form of bullet coffee. So I put um, yeah, bullet coffee means um, the, you, you use some kind of butter to lock the caffeine and then uh, give the caffeine uh, gradually into the blood. So you, like taking a kind of bullet coffee Per day, it's good enough for eight hours, so you don't need to drink repeatedly. So, for example, as a taste, I like the taste of cacao butter. So for me, best bullet coffee, coffee with um, organic coffee with um, cacao butter. It's a so beautiful thing. So I take one of those per day. And then, um, uh, as I said, I do liquid between 12 until 12, after 6 also. And during the 12 to the 6, I do some kind of uh, superfood snacking. It's uh, quite little. And then you are into a kind of indulgence dinner because dinners are, or whatever, food is indulgence for me. Food could very, 
I mean, uh, best food is water. And um, uh, f- food could be sometimes um, pain because, you know, we have two types of pain in our life which takes most of our energy. One is digestion. The other one is gravity. So you can't do much for gravity, but for digestion, you can give a fasting intervals because our body is built for fast and feast. So we used to, you know, fast maybe three, four days and find food and eat like a hell. And then again, nothing three, four days, etc. So it works like, but nowadays, I would say more or less um, in this type of environment, So what you can do, you can first solve the food side simply going into intermittent fasting or juice fasting, etc. So I tried all of them, but intermittent fasting for me is, uh, or one meal a day is quite successful solution. But um, when it comes to mind, it's more difficult, as I said. I could sort out my physical wellness within two months or so, but mine took 10, 20 years because, you know, every simple thing you want to change in your mind takes rewiring one to three years you know that's that it takes long time so that's why the challenging part is mind flexibility moving your body is very simple you can do with your own weight what kind of sport are you doing speaking about moving your body i swim in the open sea in the open sea i spend a lot of time in the uh, ocean and uh, I, I'm spending, um, say, up to two hours of swimming per day in different parts of the world when I'm in the ocean. So that's a comfortable way of uh, meditating and, um, uh, say, exercising. And when I do that, I do try to have into the swimming some weight lift. So I use the fins, hand fins and uh, fin- normal fins to put some um, kind of... Uh, resistance uh, in my swimming so I can train my muscles also, not only cardio. So it's a kind of um, easy way of being in the nature because you are in the water, you are under the sun, etc. That gives you also meditative uh, thoughts and um, it's beautiful. When it comes to environment, you can't do much, you know. We are surrounded of an environment where there is a a big number of things which um, commercially abuse. So that's why you need to have a clean air. That's why I recommend people to have air ionizer in their bedroom at least eight hours when they are in bedroom, they get good air. And then uh, water is the most important food. So that's uh, water ionizers, helping the clean water, ionized water helps the body a lot. And then I would also recommend some, some kind of cooling or uh, something like that for uh, electromagnetic smoke around ourselves because uh, we have uh, subject to too many frequencies in our life. We have radio, television, radars or whatever it is, mobile phone, different type of frequencies interfering with our body's own frequencies. So that's why we need to learn how to handle these um, external frequencies interfering with, uh, you know, when um, and if you when you take, I'm a mobile phone guy. Uh, I've been in Ericsson responsible 
for mobile phone projects. So when we got the mobile phones first time, so when you get closer to a TV, you could uh, disturb the picture of the TV. Wow. So that's why... So that's why you need to uh, understand that uh, all these frequencies are disturbing our uh, own frequencies, natural frequencies, etc. So we need to have a protection for that. So, so are you taking uh, time off from your mobile? It's so interesting. I was thinking how funny was the life from the telecommunication to the from the kind of online to the offline. How the journey was bringing you exactly on the other side of it from the <laughs> one to the other. Yeah, I mean, I developed a kind of habit. For example, I have always, my phone is on silent mode. So I don't have a triggers because of um, uh, the phone the ringing noise. or I get an SMS or WhatsApp or mail. So I just um, look at my convenience to those type of things. Of course, I spend a lot of time with um, electronic equipment, But uh, it's on my comfort rather than the triggers from the outside world. So that's my first secret is let's have um, as much as possible these electronics closed and um, just uh, let them work for you when you need them, when you want them to work. And second, uh, before sleep, I just get um, non-communicating say, I mean, mails and uh, whatever, it's everything stops about one, two hours before I go to the sleep. And um, uh, so you need to have a kind of, uh, you need to, like I said in the beginning, life is an optimization, business is an optimization. Of course, you need these um, phones and computers, etc. but you don't need to be slave of them. You don't need exactly. to be a subject yeah, taking you here and there. So you need to, and then, uh, of course, sometimes I'm getting disturbed of uh, parties uh, outside of uh, uh, my body. They, uh, I mean, happening things in the world or regulations or different things. Uh, so what you need to learn, okay, uh, what can I do about this? Nothing. Then let me be in peace. I can't do anything. Uh, if you can do anything, yes, then you do that and see if it helps. If it doesn't help, you can't do anything. So you, you go back to the peace again. So that's why I believe it's very important that you manage your food, you manage your mind, you manage your flexibility and cardio, and you manage your operational uh, toxicity. But you need to also manage your uh, life routines And you need to, like, for example, I wake up, as I said, I have a supplement in the morning, a set of supplements. What time you wake up, Elsin? Uh, I, I normally wake up around uh, six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, it changes, but between 5.30 to 7. But uh, regularly, six, around six, I would say. And I sleep sometime after 10, but uh, very often around between 10 and 11. Do you measure your sleep? Yeah, not measure, uh, but I help my sleep a lot. I take um, some kind of, um, I mean, I have fast release and time release melatonin in my life up to 30 milligram. Sometimes I go up to 40 milligram. You know, the blind people have uh, 40 milligram uh, melatonin in their body. 
uh, that's the ones who sleep best. So that's why um, uh, I have a high, um, uh, say, dosage of melatonin in time release because I want to get some of that to be active later on during my sleep. And uh, I uh, back that up with some kind of THC-CBD combination. So um, I take a few drops of THC and uh, sometimes I combine that with CBD in order to not get alerted. What other vitamins are you taking? Obviously, it's every person is different and every person needs... Yeah. I mean, I, I use uh, from long time back something called niacin, which is B3. That's regularly I'm taking it. And also I use some kind of uh, uh, food-grade multivitamineral vitamin one-a-day type of... Uh, but food-grade means um, that's not processed. It's just as it is. You, you, they produce it with cold processing and um, without changing the nature of the stuff. So I take this type of uh, vitamin-mineral combinations. And um, anti-inflammatory, I take curcumin. Uh, vitamin C, uh, I take daily, quite high dose. And then it goes on like that. You know, I have um, also some um, stuff coming from broccoli and other type of, uh, again, anti-inflammatory and a lot of sprouting, uh, sprout powders. But I change from time to time. time. The things which I always use every day, it's the digestive enzymes. So when I, before food, before food, systemic enzymes I take every day to help my body to, because enzymes are the secret uh, behind a, a good life. So I invest uh, as much as money possible into the enzymes for my health. Are you cooking? Uh, not much, not much. Uh, but at home, they are cooking. In the restaurants, they are cooking. I, I, I rather go for raw, pl- raw vegan, plant-based. I wanted to ask if you eat meat. I know that you don't. You eat maybe twice per year or? I eat meat. Yeah, I eat, I eat meat maybe a few times a year. It depends um, the what kind of locations, etc. But that's not my um, uh, say daily food. I eat maybe say two three times a month uh, fish. Then again, it's not my daily food. Cheese maybe once a week. That's not uh, my daily food. My daily food is, uh, I mean, like uh, nature plant-based and I would say 90% I'm um, <laughs> I love this combination plant-based 10% omnivore what do you what can you tell me about all these um, trends in health versus the, the the real work because I know that I mean I was even thinking 22 years ago it, can you believe that now in 2024 there are 22 years of life goal right 22 years since you started Congratulations. It's really impressive. And for example, fasting, obviously we had it in different religions back in time, but it was not really like a trend as it, as it now. And I was thinking about your life. I was like, wow, he started fasting 22 years ago. Now everyone talk about it, but back in time, okay, we, we did it maybe because of the, due to some religion, um, cases, but like not really in our day to day life. 
as a lifestyle. But I'm very curious to have your um, opinion about some other um, wellness trends because some of them, you know, there are so many trends in this time that they are not necessarily good. Yeah, what, uh, what I would tell, you know, you should know one thing. Uh, everything is holistic. So you can't just fix the bits and pieces and hope that uh, the system will be good altogether. So that's why you need to look into your life as a whole with your relations, your mindset, your uh, occupation, your food, your flexibility, your uh, whatever uh, surrounding environment, etc. So that's why these trends, etc. is good for bits and pieces. So it's all about how can we combine different things so to reach a holistic well-being. So that's why as a life coach, we all those years, we just um, pushed um, out the message that uh, please don't sub-optimize. You know, you can't just optimize your food. Uh, like, for example, uh, you could be the best person on um, eating side. So you could be juicing all your life. But if you are not okay with uh, mental wellness, so it will not help. So that's why you need to have a complete recipe, uh, a holistic recipe. And unfortunately, all those trends are um, uh, not holistic. That's why I say, of course, trends should be there. Of course, experts should be there. But it's our job to just uh, look that open buffet and pick up the right things for our holistic approach. So that's my way of living. I say... Okay, life is an open buffet. I'm the uh, creator of my uh, menu. So I will be creating a holistic menu to optimize my life. So that's um, that gives, I mean, you can't just leave yourself. Of course, you can come to the life go and you leave yourself for one week, two weeks. To us, we will take care of you. But when you are back, that's your job. I mean, we are not with you. We are not ta- preparing your food. We are not um, uh, briefing you about how to think, how to move, how to do this and that. So that's why everybody should feel, okay, I am the engineer of uh, the new myself and then uh, I need to engineer new myself in a kind of integrative, holistic way. Thank you, Arsene. I'm ending with a short um, question and uh, hopefully just one sentence for you, like one motto or one advice that you want to give to everyone who uh, they should not stop dreaming and they should um, they should focus on themselves. Like, what is your life <laughs> advice? Yeah, I would say you know, please uh, every morning when you wake up, show your gratitude that you are in life and embrace the day, enjoy the day. And do whatever you are doing with joy. And uh, think about what, who do you help with and uh, what the difference you are creating at that moment. Just feed yourself with happiness. So that's very important that you feel, okay, now I'm purposeful. Now I am doing something good and that will make you good too. Thank you so much, Ersin. It was really a pleasure. Thank you, Karina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Ersin, for sharing your wisdom messages 
And I want to thank you, my dear friend, for tuning in into today's podcast episode. Remember, personal growth and well-being are journeys that we all embark on. And by embracing a holistic approach, you can unlock your full potential. Stay tuned for the next episode every Monday, where we will continue to explore the path of transformation, success, and well-being. Until then, take care and keep dreaming. Please check the show notes in the description for more insights. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at krinaokumus.com to get additional information. If you like this episode, share it with your friends and family on social media. I will also appreciate if you would leave a review on the Apple podcast. I love to get your inputs as this will help us to understand how can we support you in your journey. And don't be afraid to share your story with us. We are all here together. And remember, it is time to dream again. It is time.